It's hot sex for your taste buds. It's wonderful. Packing bowls and freeing souls from America's heartland. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl with Lorian and Spencer. It is on, folks. It is on. It is on. Dance and move your legs around. That's, 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 that's why his body fell apart. What does your lawyer say? He looks pretty smart. Your Honor, I would like to plead not guilty on the grounds that Obama legalized weed. We're stoned. It's just me and my ganja. Yeah, yeah. most indeed. You'd know that if you'd ever listened to my podcast. Oh yes, it is Friday night, and we're feeling pretty good here in the bowl on a special edition of Bowl After Bowl. We like to call them Bowls with Buds, where we have a bud join us in the bowl. I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean. And tonight, joining us for the first time, it's the one and only Vox. In the bowl. In, In the, the bowl. I'm so glad to be here. Thank yes. you so much for having me aboard. Absolutely. Um, yeah, thanks you know for joining what? us. What? Well, this is my very, very first time being a guest on a podcast. Oh. So you guys have the... You, you have the dubious honor of popping my cherry. Oh, all Ooh. right. Yeah. You know, I couldn't think of a sexier place to do it than Ayo. in the bowl. Perfection. <laughs> well, there you go. Welcome. So glad to oh. have you, Vox. Well, I'm very glad to be here. I'm pretty excited about it. You know, this is a... A step in a direction that I wanted to move. The Podfather himself said, "If you uh, if you want to, um, if you want your podcast to do something, be a guest on someone else's podcast." That's and, right. and this is a great podcast. You know, I get a lot of Aww. value from this podcast. I have to tell you that. Well, thank you. And um, I, well, it's you know, it's a, I I get a lot of entertainment and a lot of information. I really appreciate your. Um, Keep, keeping me appraised and apprised, uh, I'm not, you know, anyway, up to date on, on the, on the cannabis front. I used to be really quite the ad, uh, activist. Yeah. But, uh, well, see what happened was two things happened at the same time. Um, one, and this is probably the biggest reason, but Alaska made, cannabis legal yep. in early 2015. So it it seemed less imperative sure. to to really stay out there and, and but it, it but it's not. It just seemed less so because it was better for me. It's not fair that there are still people going to jail for having and smoking and and growing weed like at all. And I yeah. should have stayed on on it, but I was also uh just you know at that time I went through a pretty hideous nasty breakup so i didn't really have the i didn't have the heart for it anymore i I really should have you know it would have been something to concentrate on that wasn't choking anyone sure well we ourselves had a little kind of like hiatus burnout too um kind of right 
through the first medical uh, campaign that didn't end up uh, going through. That's right. right. And then the second one oh. ended up passing, and we were kind of still in a hidey hole. And yeah, <laughs> I, things get weird, you know. Like uh, as a frontline activist, it's like you got to be out there, and mm-hmm. it's not for most. I think for most people, it's just not a, like a fully sustainable all the time thing. Like it, when you're really out there on, on the front lines and going to all these things, it's a very draining. Um, oh, oh, well it is, but it's also, you know, I mean, at the same time, it, it, I really got a lot of fulfillment from it as well. I mean, I met great people definitely. and, um, you know, just, uh, and got a lot of, of, really affirmative affirming information and and it's like it was good but it's time consuming and it's you know i mean time money just all your resources so yeah you know you can't always do it but i i do sleep easy knowing that i did my part although i it, it kind of messes me up realizing that once it was once i got mine i was like i got mine so right. you know enjoy your enjoy your shithole arkansas or whatever so right yeah um so in alaska alaska has always been like a super unique state in terms of weed laws because mm-hmm. um you guys have I, i'm not exactly sure how it went down but there was like a very lax policy ever since the mid 70s right and then yeah you want me to tell you about it yeah, absolutely yes let's hear it Okay, so um, we have a state constitution, as every state does, right? Mm -hmm. And the state constitution uh, had something called a privacy clause. And what that meant was, you know, about what it sounds like, what you do in your home is your own business. And you could grow, the word's not really legally, but it was gray area and overlooked. Um, You could grow up to 24 plants in your home. You could smoke, you could, and because it was so lax, it was de facto legal. You know, I mean, there were people that would, you know, walk up and down trails. You're not going to stand in front of the cop shop and and blaze one, but you could could go hiking or go out to the beach or something like that. Nobody would give you any crap about it. Sure. Sometime around... Oh, I'm going to say around the turn of the century, um, people got their panties twisted and the cops started getting kind of crappier about it and enforcing the law, which hadn't been, hadn't been enforced for a long, long time, like you said, since the seventies. Yeah. So, um, but they started getting real dickish about it and, so that the push to legalize became more necessary in order to make them back off. Gotcha. Um, I, I, the, the very, (laughs) it's a terrible story. This is the, the very first case I ever had to go to court over was a misdemeanor for, I had, I, it was a paraphernalia case i was walking through the tunnel in ketchikan with a pipe and it was a big old long pipe made out of a tire gauge oh right okay (laughs) so it was a big long thing it wasn't like i could just like 
you know, high, stick it down my bra or something. It was hot too, right. and and there was a and he was in, he wasn't in uniform. It's just you know everybody there, so I knew it was a cop. I'm like crap, you know. Oh, yeah. And so I'm just carrying it through the tunnel, and it's a tunnel. You can't. There's no place to run away. Right. Damn and it. he saw me, and he ticketed me, and I had to go to court, and had to pay a fine, and I had to do I had to do community service for that. I had to do 80 hours oh, of community geez. service for that shit. Damn. Yeah, it was dumb, but um, that that was when they really started cracking down. On, I don't know if it was a revenue thing or you know what it really. It, now that I think about it, what happened at the same time in Ketchikan anyway is that they had really started pushing hard to leave um, an economy of of timber and fishing. And go to tourism. Oh, okay. So they wanted to clean it up for the tourists. They didn't want tourists seeing the locals walking around with pipes in the tunnel. Get but, rid of the riffraff. You know, sure, sure. Yeah. You can still go to the beach and stuff, though. But anyway, so the 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 push to legalize got a lot stronger at that point, and. You know, we eventually made it happen. Nice. So, yay. Except now you can only grow six plants per adult. Oh, oh that's Instead of 24. Ask. Isn't that some bullshit? Yeah. Total bullshit. <clears throat> Is there enforcement of that in any way? Like a licensing process? Or? Well, okay. So here's what happened to a friend of mine. And he was, at the time, probably in his late 70s, maybe right around 80 years old. And he had too many plants, and I know because I was helping him grow them because he couldn't he couldn't pack the water as you know like he used to be able to and so forth and and I had knowledge and and I I was helping him out and uh, he, he got busted and they they find him. It was a jailable okay. offense, but they didn't they didn't make him go to jail because, you know, they were like, you know, he's 80 years old. We don't want to pay those medical bills. No doubt. You know, here, just just pay the fine, do the community service, whatever. So the old community. There you service. go. That, that's that's uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I got a community service one time in uh, college. What'd you do? They caught me with um, an empty handle of vodka, which is like the dumbest thing to get caught with. I was like 18 or 19. Uh, and then a grinder that had, like, I just smoked my last bowl, like, the two, two, right. two days. So it had residue. Yeah, two days previous. And then I had, like, a couple pipes and stuff. Uh, so, like, somebody ratted me out in the dorm room. Somebody said I had, like, all kinds of drugs and shit when I didn't. Uh, they sent, like, an anonymous email to the cop, to, like, the campus cops. Wow. You know who it was? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it was like really. Wow. it was really what gr- a rat. grimy. So uh, it was like, and deep- not a good rat like Nick, like a really crappy rat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like a diseased rat. Uh huh. The bad kind, the one that gives uh, the kind of rat that gives good rats a bad rap. Actually, indeed. So what 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 did you do for your for your CS? Most of it was food bank stuff. So like. Okay. They actually had this food bank that uh, the days I went, it was like hot dog duty, which is just, it was actually pretty nasty. They had like, they bring in big boxes of hot dogs that were on uh, 
like a pallet, you know, they bring like a whole pallet of hot dogs and it was just in a big plastic bag, like a full pallet of just friggin' wieners in a bag. And you have to pull out and weigh out like three pounds of hot dogs into like just a bunch of bags. And so you were going from bulk dog and they were all like the reject dogs. So you'd get like Mm -hmm. seven or eight or nine of them in a string that hadn't separated or you just get, and it would like, they were just right or crooked or, you know, somehow uh, diseased. Yeah. They were just like, you know, like gonorrhea dogs. Yeah. (laughs) Fused and bent wieners basically. Yeah, and wow. uh, I had to sack wieners yeah, for most of it. Uh, oh, you got a raw a... deal. I, you know what I did for my CS? I, I volunteered at the Hollis Library. Hollis is a little teeny tiny unincorporated community oh, nice. in on a on a remote uh, rural island in southeast Alaska, and I did my CS there. And I ended up volunteering there for 10 years because I liked it so much. Nice. Awesome. So joke's on them, huh? Yeah. No <laughs> doubt. They also threw out that made me take a Mothers Against Drunk Driving course. Even though, oh, uh, they made me do that too. Even though I, I, I had not been driving. Yeah, it had nothing I, to do with alcohol or driving, but yeah. And I You know they're getting money for that, right? Yeah. Every person that shows up, they're getting That makes sense. They're they're getting a kickback on it. That's so gross. I I was pissed because uh-huh. I was the only person in my class who hadn't drove drunk. And so like a bunch of it was like a bunch of shaming about drunk driving. And I'm like, I've never driven drunk ever. But now I want right. to because you're irritating. <laughs> because you're blaming me for it. I yeah. might as well do it. Like, dang, I need some karma balance here. I'm going to go get smashed right now. I didn't have a car at the time either. Like, I didn't even have a car. Well, you could steal a car. I would have had to if I wanted Uh to drunk drive. Like, I would have had to steal a vehicle or rent one. (laughs) And I wasn't old enough to rent one. So, yeah, I would have had to be steal it. They wanted to make you a bad man. Ah, yeah. I was always, I don't know. Yeah, you were going to get there all by yourself anyway. Yeah, I don't need no help. What's the deal with that? No, not really. Oh, man. Yeah, CS. That's funny. But uh, the nice thing about, uh, at the time, in our town, it had been decriminalized in Colombia there. So basically, I got a SIS, suspended imposition of sentence, which is like, you get a probationary period where you just have to not get in trouble again. And then if you don't... right then it just goes away like it never happened. They gave me that too, but it showed up years and years and years later Really? when, yeah, they told me if I kept my nose clean for a year, that it would go off my record. Uh Right. And then like 10 years later, this is the second and only other time that I've ever gotten any, you know, bad law enforcement sort of, uh, Anyway, so what happened was, <laughs> you're going to love this one. Oh, boy. Uh, I got caught driving without a license because I had been driving without a license at the time for 14 years. Oh, nice. That's a good streak. Because... A good <laughs> It was, it was. And it wasn't like, you know, I didn't, I didn't do anything to lose my license. I didn't, it wasn't revoked. Yeah. You just I just allowed it. it to expire and sure. didn't renew it because I didn't feel like I needed to enter into a contract with a government that I didn't trust to drive a car that I drove 
or that I that I bought on roads that my taxes help pay for. Yeah, you know, I I just I I felt like that was unnecessary. It is needless, so, yeah. so, no doubt. And at the time, I was still. Uh, you know, well, like I said, I was a, I was a weed activist, you know, I yep. was, I was pissy about this kind of stuff. Sure. And so I just, just, it was just, it's my inner rebel. Actually, at the time it was my outer rebel. My outer rebel has gone inward some. It's like an ingrown rebel now. Yeah, but, <laughs> I feel that. But what I, then I, then I had a, a, a beautiful little, kiddo and um i went ahead and got a license nice well i wasn't risking it if it was just me and i did i went to jail over that i i had to do seven days damn yeah over some license that's so silly over a license yep so but i found out when i went to court over it that the that the paraphernalia deal had not gone off my record like they promised it would. Oh, that's mm. bogus. It is. It's absolutely bogus. So, yeah, well, welcome to Alaska. Damn. <laughs> Somehow they saved it anyway. That's kind of Somehow. Is, well, uh, I was going to ask, is there like an expungement process up there you can... Try and push probably, it through to get it. but yeah. you know who 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 has time? It's a pain More in the paperwork ass. and bullshit. Yeah. It is a pain in the ass, and you got to drive downtown, and it's gross down there. There's tourists and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rather just stay in my hidey hole. Uh huh. I feel I you. Do. There. I have a little hidey hole, like it's it's kind of way the way out of town, and yeah, I stay out there. I don't especially. I, I mean, I seriously, this is no exaggeration. I think in the last probably five years, I've only gone into downtown during the tourist season fewer times than I have fingers on one hand, and I <laughs> I have fingers left over. Pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, it really has to be necessary. Yeah. So avoid at all costs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Avoid it like the vax. <laughs> absolutely and fully avoided <laughs> nice uh well for those who are just joining us uh we do these special kind of off uh off schedule bowls with buds every once in a while when we can sit down with a bud and it's been a while since we've uh had uh, a, a bud with us in the bowl this is the first bowls with buds of 2023 that's right first one of the Ooh, year happy new year so yeah well, I'm glad and we got happy one Lunar the... New Year if you celebrate. There you go. Yeah. Lunar New Year. So yeah, all kinds of new stuff going on. And uh, this is your first time in the bowl. We always like to get into kind of origin story stuff. And uh, well, I, I will my say. My mommy and my daddy. <laughs> when a man loves a woman very much. Very much. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I was going to start by saying that I first heard. I, I'm almost certain I first heard your voice uh, on a Hog Story voicemail when, when you'd call it would call into Hog Story. Sounds right. And tell some stories. Uh, and so I'm curious, kind of how you came into the whole No Agenda Nation and, and uh, our show and some of the others on the in the in the No Agenda verse or whatever you want to call it. Um, I think No Agenda is probably the second podcast I ever listened to. The first one is by a guy named Stephen West. It's called Philosophize This. And I was just doing independent research because I like philosophy. And um, 
and I had never listened to podcasts before. As I've mentioned to you um, off the show, I have a real kind of tech phobia. So I'm late to all the tech games, all of them. Gotcha. And so this is probably about maybe sheesh. 2000, well, it was after my breakup, so it was 2015, and um, and I, I listened around to other podcasts, but I didn't like any of them. They all sucked. Yeah. Philosophize This is wonderful. I still listen to it, but okay. the other ones were, were crap, and um, gosh, uh, so a, a friend of, a friend of somebody that I was dating, you know, after my breakup and before I got married, um, was hit, hit me in the mouth. And, um, he's still, he's, he's on, uh, he's on no agenda social too. And, uh, lives in town with, they was, was playing it. And so, um, that was my intro to No Agenda, and of course, I recognized Adam Curry. Oh, Adam Curry, yeah, you know, I, I was a, I was born in 1970, right? So, okay. the 80s were like I, I remember Adam. I remember the first day MTV was on the air, nice, you know, and the very first video was "Video Killed the Radio Star" uh-huh. uh, by Wall of Voodoo. And, you know, he was one of the original VJs. And so I remember all of them, Martha Quinn and, uh, yeah, she was the cute one, Nina Black. And there was, who was that guy? Mark Goodman, right? And they were all there. And, and of course, you know, the, the cute little blonde guy. And uh, <laughs> so, so I recognized his name and I, I listened to it and I really, the first time that I heard their V for V segment, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. I love, I love this concept. Freaking love it. These people are not in any way um, beholden to anyone. They can be completely honest and that just, it struck me so powerfully. And I, and of course, you know, Curry, and it took me a while to do it, but you know how Curry um, plugs the, um, plugs the troll room and of course the stream. Sure. Every chance, you know, every donation segment or every chance he gets. And um, so I eventually uh, checked it out. And I liked what I heard, and I got in the troll room, which, by the way, is a gigantic pain in the ass. Somebody <laughs> needs to make that a little easier. Well, really, especially for somebody that's technophobe like I am, it was it was really hard. I mean, I had to want it, yep. you know. <laughs> that's the... I had to really want it. I think maybe it's is it to weed out it's a barrier morons of and people that don't want it. I think so. I think there's like a slight with all of this stuff, including. Uh, the boosting and stuff, which uh, we'll talk about in a bit. But I think all of this has a little bit of like an effort wall that is its own quality filter where like if you're just a like a, you know, bots can't get through very well. Um, people who have like malintentions or want to spam like don't last long. Um, sure. There's just like that certain quality and effort filter of where people are like, Ah, well, I tried once and I can't get in. Like, well, I get it. It makes sense. But my God, it's (laughs) now that I'm in, you know what? I can't even, I can't, 
shut that window on my phone at all because I don't know if I can get back in. <laughs> there you go. I just leave it open all the time. The so old IRC. I'm always client, on yeah. No Agenda Social. Always. Yeah. Um, and how was that for signing so, up? Uh, getting on there. What? No Agenda Social was yeah. No Agenda Social was difficult. The troll room was difficult. It, it, it's all. I mean, it ain't Facebook. Yeah. You know. And you have a point, you know, I hadn't really thought of it. As, well, I, well, I did. I, was, I, I thought it might weed out a certain element, but um, I, I like it, the way you put it better. I think uh, it like quality filter. Yeah, it, it, there's a quality filter and it goes both ways too, because like it keeps out the people who don't want to put any effort at all in, but then the people who do put that effort in and then they're, and they're in, like they had to learn how to do it. They had to like, mm -hmm. you know, you had to level up just to get in also. Yeah. I'm not sure I could do it twice though, so I can't ever get back out. <laughs> well, I don't know if I could reproduce that. Another cool thing about the community here is like there's so many people willing to like reach out and help too. Um, oh, they are. They really are. Really, really cool people. Like people that's. Just chime in and they know about it. And, and, yep. And the, yep. The, the total just, agreement with that. It's, it's, it's pretty cool to see. Because well, so there's a lot then, of like uh, elitism in communities like this, where like if somebody's having trouble, they'll just be like, "Look at this moron!" And like, that's not how it is around here. People are just like, "Oh yeah, no, it really is." Just isn't. go over here, no, and do people this. Are, people like mm -hmm. want you to get back in, you know? Right. Well, I mean, even people that finally make it to to the troll room will be asking questions that some people. You're right. In other communities, if somebody said, "How do I send karma?" They would be like, yeah, fuck off, you idiot. Yeah. But but in the troll room, people really do say, oh, you just add a couple of plus signs after the name and you're good. You, that's how you do it. So I always gauge somebody's newness by the way in which they interact with Doug. <laughs> do like, a flip, Doug. They like talk to Doug as though he's like in there too and human. And that's like, oh, sure. Oh. Well, it took me a while to figure out Doug wasn't human. It's that is a good bot. It's well it done. Is. Doug's well done. <laughs> that is a good bot. Yeah, I think I was, I, I, it must have been a couple of shows before I figured, well, I don't know if it was a couple of shows. I'm not that stupid. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was a while. I did think Doug was real for for a while. And I, I finally figured it out. So, well, you mentioned you're late to all the technology games, but I will say there's one that you are early to, which is the, uh, you know, getting boosted sats on value for value, which um, you got an Albi wallet set up. And again, probably not as easy as something like Facebook, but it's closer. Oh, it was than, scary uh, though. It wasn't that hard at all. I was just scared of it because I'm scared a lot of, of I really do. Technophobia is a real thing. It's real. It's disturbing. It, it, it's it, like I see something that has all of those characters sure. in a string, and and it really makes my heart beat fast. It makes my respiration go up. I'm just like it's. It is. It scares me. I wow. don't like it. I'm always afraid that I'm going to do something wrong, and I don't know, blow up the world, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or at least my computer. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Do you the, remember uh, the first time you played a video game that had any kind of 
like you could die in the video game. Do you remember the very, yeah. very first time you sat down to win? Did it, was it, uh, uh, did you have some apprehension? Uh, no. 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 Because um, I, like, I was a little kid, though. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. It was like um, the first video game I, I ever like played was like 35. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. See, that's, I, I guess that's different times. I was like, yeah. uh, I was like, like four or five out at my cousin's on the East Coast and was playing the, his Sega Genesis. And I was playing this game called Decap Attack, where you're like this little mummy and you can like get a skull hat and throw your skull at your enemies or whatever. And like it was just a little side scrolling, like goofy game. But I loved that game. And uh, I don't know. I was like fucking instantly addicted <laughs> <laughs> to like screens and well, technology and all that stuff. But I played, you know, I played like. Pac-Man and stuff in, yeah. in the 80s a little bit and uh, stuff like that, Space Invaders. But it, it wasn't the same. The first time I played an RPG okay. was um, it was a Morrowind, one of the Elder Scrolls oh, games. Oh, sure, yeah. And when I opened that first screen, I really did experience like an elevated heart rate and an elevated respiratory rate and... It was like, oh my gosh, what am I stepping into? Oh my god, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I, it's just. But like I said, I was like thirty-five, so yeah. I, I, this was two thousand four or five, something like that. So I'm because I I didn't do it for a really long time. Sure. I didn't have a, I didn't even have the the technology to do it for a long time. I spent six years completely off the grid, like completely off the grid in a dry cabin in Hollis, Alaska, that little unincorporated town in Southeast Alaska I was telling you about. Yeah. I had a baby there, as oh, a matter of fact, nice. without a doctor or a midwife. Nice. The daddy was there and there was a really gross dog that cleaned up, but... <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. But other than that, it was, you know, it was me and the baby. And it was a really incredibly beautiful experience, but that's how off the grid I was for a really long time. Nice. And my mother bought me my first computer, and it was it was two thousand four, two thousand five. That was the very first computer I ever had. So um, did you get uh, like hooked up to the web right away when you got it? Or no, no, it was just we a... didn't have any web. Okay. Heck no, there was no, I was, the where I lived, there was no cell service, there okay. was no internet service, like not even available. I guess that that's, a, sense, that's a yeah. lie, that's a lie. I could have gotten the satellite. Oh, sure, yeah. But I didn't, because I could go to the library if I wanted to. Okay. Right? I, yeah. I, was, I was volunteering at the library, as a matter of fact, so I had to go there. Right, that makes sense. But did the, um, uh, the so the library was on a satellite connection then I guess yes okay yes they had the satellite connection but we didn't have municipal power if we wanted power we made it ourselves you know you put gas in the generator and pull a cord sure uh, there was no municipal water if you wanted water you caught it yourself if you needed a pump you turned on the generator to make the pump work um, it, it's just it's a whole different. It's it's a different lifestyle and yeah, it's, definitely. it's cleansing and it's beautiful, but it's inconvenient. Yeah. You know? Yep. It is inconvenient. Um, it, I, I can't tell you how many times I had to throw out everything in the freezer and refrigerator because the 
it was a propane refrigerator, right? And it was old and crappy, and every once in a while, it would just take a shit for no reason. And you'd wake up the next day, and everything was defrosted and hot and screwed up. So you had to throw everything away and start all over again. Oh, man. Turn the whole thing. You had to turn the refrigerator upside down and, and like, I don't know, fuck it with a big giant broom in its little <laughs> hole. <laughs> so, it demands its satisfaction so before working it again. Want, yes, oh, that shit. is correct. That is correct. <laughs> and, and when all the stuff comes out, you can... Uh, you can start over again, but yeah, that was, that was life for six years. And it was, um, it was equally a pain in the butt and incredibly beautiful. Like I wouldn't trade it for anything. As a matter of fact, I'd go back to it. Yeah. If I, you know, under the right circumstances, I'd go back to it with no fear. Yeah. That's always something that like, has tickled the back of my mind for like many years is uh, sort of a life like that totally off. And there are, you know, a few things like family and um, obviously the, sh- the, the podcast and a few different things that like mm-hmm. keep me plugged into, uh, I don't know, society in general or the grid right. as it were. But I've always felt like, you know, if push came to shove or if like the stars align right, that it would make, you know, if it would make sense that that would be something. Sure. But you got to have skills, man. You can't just go into it not, not knowing what you're doing. Totally. So, I mean, I'm very grateful to have had those years to develop those skills because if the, if the poop hits the, the turny thingy, um, I want (laughs) to. I, I'm confident, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. not afraid. I, I know that I can do it. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And, there, and that. I know that there are, yeah, but I know that there are a lot of people that, that do have that apprehension. Sure. Yeah. So, I've never, I guess, put, uh, and they should, because if you don't know what you're doing, you can really eat shit. Definitely. Yeah, I'm I'm grateful to things like scouts that kind of gave us the chance to at least learn some of that stuff and not really. Yeah, like, um, I was I a Girl know. Scout. Things like I know it's not this. Yeah. Oh, totally. No, the the Girl Scouts and um and, and Boy Scouts like things like life saving and emergency preparedness and mm-hmm. um just different. Like even having to go out and camp out for a weekend. Like there's so many kids in my generation that grew up and just never never slept outside a night, you know, it's kind of <laughs> wild. Like not even a night, man, like ever. One time. <laughs> not even, not even on your back porch. Oh, uh, it's crazy. Or in your backyard with no, a like, flashlight like, and have everything. Have you seen a star, bro? Come on, man. <laughs> like in the sky and stuff. There's a lot so, of So Girl Scouts, I've, I've said this many times. I like, I, you know how they like to talk about male privilege, me, 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 me. Yeah. I say I have female privilege and 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 one thing that proves it, I mean, there are many things, <laughs> many things. But one of the things that proves my female privilege is that I have never once had to change my own tire. The only time that I've ever changed a tire was to earn a Girl Scout badge. Wow. Uh-huh. 
Because if I really had a blowout, if I really had a problem and I was on the side of the road, a gentleman always, without fail, pulled over and changed my tire for me. You think I'm not going to let him do it? Yeah. I'm going to let him do it. Makes sense. You, know, you want to get dirty and gross? Please, thank you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so so I've never I've never been required to change a tire, but I know how to do it because I have my I have my Girl Scout badge, my automotive badge. <laughs> Sweet. I know how to I know how to change spark plugs and tires and oil and put gas in the car, all that stuff. Nice. There you go. Not that they have spark plugs anymore, but you know, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um so the I wanted to say the um about the Albi wallet and, and, and the and the stream and sats for those listening. So Vox got set up on an Albi wallet and is getting a third of the boosts and streams for the show. It in per- perpetuity, by the way, that's forever. So like if people come back down the road and re-listen to this and and boost it. It'll still go to that same spot. Uh, oh, wow, that is so cool. It's my first time doing LB2. Yeah. So if you guys boost, like that's you're, you're popping my cherry too. <laughs> yeah, that's all first time stuff. And so this is the one thing you're not late to because like it, whether they're technophobes or tech heavy or, you know, anywhere in between, like it's still early times for the Lightning Network and all of the stuff that's going on right now. It's like very much in its infancy. I mean, okay. we're, we're still coming well, up, I guess on the first, we're still in the first year of even live boosts happening and live show, the live item tag. So yeah. Anniversary. Well, my goodness. February. Don't I feel special? Yeah. So you're early to some tech. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, there's a first time for everything. That's right. <laughs> Including the first time for being on. Yeah. Yeah, it's my first time for for being first. First time being first. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope it goes well for you. And, and definitely, like, over time, if you have questions or want to set other things up and you know, want help, uh, let us know. These are, by the way, the, the bowling sounds are boosts coming in live during the show. Uh, Aww. Including we had 10101 <laughs> from Harv Hat uh, that came in during the intro. And then eleven eleven, uh, that Harf hat was from Curiocaster, by the way. Then if, off of Fountain, we had eleven eleven from Make Heroism, and then just now we had nine 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 come in from Mary Kate Ultra over Fountain, who said female privilege. <laughs> uh, so she's boosting Sweet. in for some more female privilege out there. And then uh, three 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 from Net Ned, uh, who says out of Fountain. Whoa, cherry popping boosts, whipped cream optional. There you go. Ew. Um, uh, muchos pesos. Muchos pesos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gracias. That's funny. Um, oh, I'm in Mexico, by the way. Yeah, I was just about to ask, <laughs> what what uh, circumstance lands you in Mexico so far away from home? Well, my smoking hot husband is a field service engineer. And if you're not familiar with that, what that means is that he is a badass mechanic. Gotcha. Um, he works on he works on machines that generate power. He works on machines that I'm not supposed to know this. Okay, so don't tell anybody. Okay. But uh, 
he did work on a nuclear sub once Ooh. in Rhode Island. Um, he worked on he worked on the crawler that moves the the or moved the shuttles. I know they don't do the shuttles anymore, but mm-hmm. he worked on one of those. So I mean, he's worked on spacecraft or at least the support crew for the spacecraft. Um, it, 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 he does stuff on refineries and gigantic ships and just if it's if it's got moving parts the man is brilliant and he his his skills are required all over the world because for some reason everybody likes electricity that makes sense uh, <laughs> and if i can i travel with him because it makes for a happy marriage definitely and i get to i get to experience different cultures and and um you know, it's it's good for both of us. It really is. And I'm just so grateful to have this. There are things you can't do, though. So, like, if I wanted to have a garden, eh. If sure. I wanted to raise chickens so I could have eggs in this time of, of no eggs, eh. Right. Can't do that. <laughs> but um, for just... <laughs> I, I, he gets paid well enough that I, I can buy eggs no matter what they cost. Nice. So that's, so that's good. It's good. It's a, and that's, that is the circumstance that leads me to Mexico. And uh, I guess a little earlier, uh, I guess it was late last year, I was in uh, Dominican Republic, um, all over the United States, which it turns out there are more cultural differences in the United States than you might think. I mean, the sure. difference between difference between Burbank, California and whatever that little town in Georgia was, was just giant, right? Uh, this yeah. is during, it was during like the height of the COVID thing. Okay. Right. Yeah. And, and Burbank was, I mean, people walking around on the streets or even there was even this cop driving down the street and making you know people pull their masks up driving their cars by themselves right oh I mean, it's just really just stupid stupid masking uh just terror these people were terrified and then the very next trip after burbank was to this little town in i don't it was either georgia or alabama or maybe mississippi i don't remember it was one of those deep south states right gotcha and i i went into the hotel uh, we were checking in, and I didn't have my mask on. You know, we'd been flying all day and then driving another few hours and finally got to this little hotel in this town. And I went in the hotel, and I didn't have my mask on. I was like, oh, sorry, I'll go back and get my mask. And the lady behind the desk goes, sugar, we won't do that to you. Nice. <laughs> oh, yes. Like, okay, well, this is a breath of fresh air, literally. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah. What a turnaround. In Burbank, they are rebreathers. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, we have that in the urban core, and then you go out, and there's just such a night and day difference, even like driving 30 minutes from here to there. Like yeah. the whole COVID. Oh, yeah, the whole COVID absolutely. <clears throat> yep. And it's funny because sure. we live in the city city, but <clears throat> my dad lives out in the in the rural, like, uh, northeast part of the metro. And so we got to, like, see all parts of it throughout the whole thing. It was kind of crazy. But uh, as far as, 
as far as like lockdowns and rules and stuff were concerned, even the city was pretty laid back when compared to places around the country like, like Burbank or anything like that. Like, yeah, it, it was, um, yeah, it just, it was, it was night and day, but it was also probably, uh, sheesh, I don't know, 2000 miles. So, you know, yeah, there's that. There too. is that. Yep. So since I am in Mexico and as far as I know, there are no legal weed shops here, I am going to go ahead and indulge in one of these here. I, I brought Modellas with me oh, to this room. Oh, perfect. There you go. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have one of those. I'm going to pop one of those open. Um, they don't have... This is a Holiday Inn, okay? This okay. is not a Roach Motel. This is this is actually, you know, a decent chain. They don't have refrigerators in these rooms. Oh, interesting. Oh. Huh. I have to go to either the second floor or the fifth floor to get ice for my bucket so that I can have <laughs> cold beer. A little bucket of ice action. I do. I got the bucket of ice Never and fails. I got the Modella. Cheers. Cheers. Hell Cheers. yeah. Clink my can. I have a killed Red Bull here. That's what I usually smash right before the show. Depending, or whatever. Whatever cat. Well, your show is late. Hands. I know, yeah. You know, we I, do the I slept in on purpose this morning. I, I usually get up with my husband so that I can go to sleep with him because he has to be up early, sure. right? So I usually go to bed with him around 9, 9.30, something like that. But this morning, I on purpose, and I am not a morning person. I like to stay up. Like My body automatically, if I have the chance to, reverts to staying up until midnight, yep. 1, 2 o'clock in the morning and getting up at like nine, you know, somewhere yep. around yeah. there. So I slept in this morning on per. I was like, okay, baby, have a good day at work. I have to be up late tonight. I have an excuse. I'm going to sleep in. Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, so he kissed that's... me on the forehead and I slept until like 9.30. Nice. Yeah, that's my natural state too. Like my natural rhythms are, I feel like I hit some kind of weird peak between like 11 and 2 in the morning. It's kind of like, Whenever I can get inspiration and knock out like a, a bunch of work, it seems mm -hmm. to be between those hours. I don't know why. I is. do too. I, would, I do too. Oh my goodness. I would yeah, write a lot we've of, got this. I'd write a lot of college papers too, like in that period of time, especially like oh, right I before they were due. Still. That's when I do physical work. That's when I'm like scrubbing stuff and oh, cleaning yeah. house and even working out, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Can yeah. Do that too, but definitely. no, I can get it. I, I, I get you. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it is. It's that inspirational hour for me. It's just your circadian rhythm, and some of us are natural night owls. It must be it. It must be it. It's like I of can course. do the whole early thing, but it's like uh, the whole week turns into autopilot. It's so weird because for teachers, uh -huh. the weeks that I have a teach, those start at 830. So like absolute latest pushing it, I have to drag my ass out of bed at 8 and start the meeting at 815 so people can start coming in. And then like start class at 8 30 and mm. it's like that's Ouch. fine for me and it's like even a later start than most nine to fives um oh man even, you can do that. i can't the, do that even though that's like a you know they call it nine to five but it never is <laughs> no it never uh, but i can't do I, I cannot get up at 8 15 and be functional at 8 30 there's no freaking way man i need like a solid hour to walk around like a zombie if I have to get up early. <laughs> yeah. 
I I can like slam some coffee in me and like come to. And what's nice is it's virtual too, you know. So it's like there's oh, a little. Oh, I see. Th- th- okay. Th- you know, like yeah. Oh, that's better than yeah. Dragging your butt yeah. to some your brick and mortar. Your pants aren't on camera, you know. <laughs> right. Or what lack pants? of pants or whatever <laughs> you know happens to be going on. So that's always nice, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it. I always feel like the weeks just evaporate. Like when I'm when I'm in well, that well, you know, you you've got a you've got a new little human to yeah, you probably your hours are <laughs> did your hours are dictated. That's true. <laughs> I never really think about it much too. I mean, like I do obviously all the time because you know handing the baby around or taking care of him mm-hmm. or stuff. But I also never think of like oh the baby and this effect. You know, like. It, if, to me, I feel like he's always been around, even though he's just like seven weeks old. Like he's he's just always been part of what we've got going. Isn't on. Isn't that cool how that happens yeah. though? Like you, this new little person comes into the world, and suddenly you feel like you have no idea how you ever existed without them. Yeah, yeah. He's just one of the clan, you know. Oh, and congratulations again, by the way. That's awesome. Thank you. And you guys are doing it right. I I really appreciate your. Um, eschewing of the medical uh, oh, sick yeah. care program there. Yeah. They've, yeah. It's they've a, left us no choice. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, I'm sorry. Babies don't need that. Right. They're so vulnerable when they're so young, and there is no reason to put them through it, really. Yeah. We, you know, you're, women are equipped and we our bodies know what to do if we just trust ourselves we can do it yeah absolutely there's so much fear pushed out against us though there is make them stop oh yeah please (laughs) i know my friends always say wow you're so brave for having a kid at home and i'm like you are brave for going to a hospital (laughs) who knows what they're gonna do Brave and stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just always feel so much more at peace when I can like make my own decisions and, you know, be like I'm in charge here, so nobody can come and tell me like what they're gonna do at this point and mm. at this point, you know? It's like, mm, no, that's my call. <laughs> I live this yeah. is my my castle here. Yeah, and I can well, crawl I into a... bed, which is my favorite place to be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a terrible obstetric experience with my first child. And so with my second and third, I was like, nope, you don't get to have any part of this at all, period. And I lived in this really teeny tiny, like I've mentioned, tiny little unincorporated community. And uh, there were people in that community that were saying things like, you know, because they knew, because I'm, I ain't shy. I told them what I was planning. Sure. And they said things like, you're putting the EMTs in such a terrible position. That's a that's an awful thing to do to them. What, when something goes wrong, it's going to be, they're going to feel like blood on their hands. I'm like, uh. are you, you people have, and it's exactly what you were saying, Lorian. It's fear mongering. Yep. And there's... Well, I know there is a reason for it. It's cha-ching, but but no, just no, because it's harmful. Exactly. Not just to our wallets, but to our babies and to our bodies. And yeah, just never mind on on all that. Yeah, and those idiots are hurting our brains and our mental well-being. 
Because it's even though we always have used a midwife, uh, people just come out with their horror stories. Oh, you know, I was glad I was in a hospital because yada yada. Mm -hmm. Or, well, what about this? And Mm -hmm. it's so frustrating. I've heard them all. I've heard them all. And I scoffed at everyone and did it my way. Nice. There you go. (laughs) That's the only way. Yeah. And I have healthy, beautiful children. Beautiful. Yep. Yeah, that's been our experience. Uh, the the one thing that I didn't really expect or appreciate until like the third and the fourth kid was like how I always hear stories about like once a new sibling is born, like the older one's getting all pissy and jealous and stuff of the new ones. And hmm. that never like happened to us. But I also consider, I was like, well, if you, if you take regular routine hospital births, like what happens is the mom's pregnant for a long time. And then all of a sudden, like it's going on. So the mom goes away. Everybody goes away. They're like gone for two days and you don't really hear, you know, or or sometimes longer. You don't hear from them. You don't hear, you know, you hear a little bit or something. Maybe you can visit a little bit, but like they're pretty much away from you. Right. And then they come back with this new baby and it's all about this new baby. And so it's like in the home environment, the baby's born and everybody's a part of that happening. And then you Mm -hmm. just had like before the baby was born and after that baby was born right there. And so everybody's acclimated all at once. It's not like we went some, we went off someplace and brought this thing back, you know? No, I did go in a different room. I didn't really think that the older siblings needed to witness the event, you know, visually, but yeah, no, I mean, it was seriously just in the next room. So yeah, exactly. So they're like, they, and with but you know the first one it, and and they're 14 years apart okay so my 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 first child is 32 years old now and the the second one was is 18 so they were 14 years apart gotcha and that that big sister my goodness she was We'd have to race to see who was the more of a mom. Really, <laughs> I mean, she she mommed the heck out of that little girl. Um, and then when the little boy was born six years later, so there are twenty one years between the the oldest one and the so the oldest one had already moved out by then. Mm-hmm. But the the little girl that was six when the little boy was born, I mean, just. The most protective, she still is. Yeah. She's still incredibly protective of him. She even, okay, so she chose to go to a, there, when, when I, when I split up with their dad and I moved to Ketchikan, which is not like Hollis. Ketchikan is an actual town, you know? I mean, it's not a big town, but it's an actual town and it has public schools in it. And there was a choice of schools to go to. She went to the school on purpose that so that she could go to the same school as her little brother because she wanted to make sure that he was going to adjust okay to it. You know? That's awesome. And... Yeah, well, they went back to Hollis. They they go to school at the, in Hollis now. Their dad still lives in Hollis, and they go to school there because, honestly, and there's no denying it, that school is just far and away 
much better than anything they could get in Ketchikan. It's a little one-room schoolhouse for K through 12. They got maybe 20 kids. Wow. I don't even think they got 20. I think it's somewhere between 15 and 20. That's incredible. And um, it's it's a different experience. Those kids all are, I mean, that's a, that's a little family there. They look out for each other. There are no cliques. There are no, there's no, nobody shuns anyone. It's just, it's, it's just so much better. It's yeah. so much better. I could never ask them to come back to catch can and go to school there. Like I know it's better, even though I only get them four months and their dad gets them for eight. I just, I, the school is so much better. It's just, it would, it would be cruel of me yeah. to do that. That makes sense. Well, that's cool though, that, um, you know, you have their interests in mind that you're thinking about and for selfish reasons, well, you know, you could, that's uh, what mommies do. That's definitely what mommies do. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about, uh, complex candor, the show that you do, uh, with Sam over there and, kind of the ideas behind it and how you got started and, and, and things of that nature. Oh, I'd love to tell you that story. Um, in fact, I think Sam might be listening right now. So I'm um, shout out to you. Hey, my friend on the other end, how's it going? Um, so, well, I told you how I got involved in the, the no agenda community kind of slowly, yep. but I, once I got into the troll room and, and, started listening to the the other podcasts on the stream and then I started participating and I I have a a little bit of a of experience in professional broadcasting from like the late 80s and early 90s era. Okay. I worked for a couple of radio stations. I did uh I DJed in clubs and stuff like that. So so I had some some experience with it and I started participating a little with the with the shows on the stream called in like to hog story and f- to y'all and um and what happened was oh this is a terrible story and I'm sorry to have to tell it to you um first my dad died and that was in 2020 and it was it was when COVID was the scariest and before the vaccine was out, right? Okay, yeah. It was in September of 2020. And he had fallen hook, line, and sinker for the fear porn. And he had a heart condition and he didn't go to his doctor mm. because he was afraid of the COVID. Yeah. And so one day he stood, he was a ham radio operator, whole lifelong big ham radio operator. And um, he had a schedule that he kept every day, morning and night, once he retired. And so he got up from his evening schedule one night and his heart rate tanked and his his blood pressure tanked and he fell and he either hit a corner of a table or one of the radios in that room or something. Anyway, the head trauma put him in the hospital for six weeks and he eventually died from it. Damn. Um, Sorry to hear that. Yeah, oh, it was, it was horrible, right? And yeah. I was mad. Because I was already, you know, I was, I'm a no agenda person. Sure. I am not, I, I will, you know what side of that whole thing I was on. I was, I was mad. I felt like he had, I felt like his life had been stolen. I was angry. Yeah. And I, I was 
I was dwelling on it too much, right? Yeah. And the the podcasts were were cool and participating on them was cool and I thought to myself maybe um maybe I'll get back into broadcasting a little and um and I had met this guy online just we both belong to the same group on in, in Facebook and he was really passionate and very intelligent and articulate and we had a lot of the same values and I asked him if he would be interested in co-hosting a podcast. I thought that co-hosting would be easier, especially jumping into it again after so long sure. than trying to do something scripted and solo, right? Yeah. And um, to my great delight, he agreed. And um, yeah, yeah, he really just brings so much to the table. Like, I just... I am so grateful that that he was interested in, and is and remains interested because the dude is freaking brilliant. He really is, and he's really um, he's really committed to uh, to making it better, to making a better community, to making a better world, like to making better cultures. To he he wants to improve things and. He likes to use the word demand a lot, which to me, I'm like, mm, that's, I, I don't know if that's the way to do it because, you know, more flies with honey than vinegar thing. But he, he, he's really adamant that he demands a better culture and he demands more. Um, he demands for his government to serve him and not the other way around. Yeah. And I just... Uh, so the, the ideas that swirled around, uh, at, at that time, we were just thinking about what kind of content that we might want to include and stuff. And, and we bounced a lot of stuff back and forth for a few months and we were just about to kick it off. And then my mom was murdered. Oh my God. Oh. I remember hearing about that. In her home, in her bed. Uh, in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and um, so you know, I I kind of obviously I didn't didn't uh, dive straight into the podcast at that point. Right, I I, I kind of wallowed in not grief but shock. Sure, for a while, um, but then when I was ready to come out of it that idea was still there. That podcast was still there. And I cannot, there are no words in the world that could possibly express how grateful, how thankful I am that I had that outlet that I don't want to call it a distraction because it's not a distraction. Sure. It was another place to focus. Yeah. That I had a place to focus that wasn't, that wasn't fury yeah. or, or, or despair, which those are the, I could have gone there. Yeah, definitely. Easily, easily. But instead I had the, this other place to focus. And because our content is, you know, we got, we got some kind of thinky, thinky content. Sure. Um, I don't know if you've listened to us much, but we, um, I have heard a couple. We talk about some, some pretty deep, pretty uh you know the so the the whole concept is about kind of examining 
uh, cultures and behaviors and so forth from the standpoint of systems, from the, from the idea that there are inputs and operations and outputs. And, and that if you think about it all that way, that it might be easier to process and understand how we got to where we are and maybe how to get out of it. Sure. So that's, that's the concept. And, you know, I wondered for a while if the no agenda stream might not be the best place for us, but you know, I didn't find a better one. I was thinking it'd be more like a, a more college sort of thing. Do you remember old college stations that used to have a talk show? I don't know. You guys might not be old enough, but they used to have college stations and they would play music that was unusual and new, but they would also have little talk shows and stuff that were discussing you know, these, these really interesting, deep, thinky, thinky concepts. Right. And I thought that something like that might be more appropriate for our show, but I haven't found one. Yeah. It's tough these days because everything is so. The no agenda stream really seems to be like the, the place. Definitely. Yeah. That's the, and the people are wonderful. It's nice because it's not, uh, like not everybody's cut from the exact same cloth, but everybody has that sort of uh, uh, baseline tolerance for other ideas, you know. And that's what's really nice mm-hmm. is like, like from the outside looking into no agenda, everyone just thinks, "Oh, that's that shithole where everyone is on this same mind track." But like, if you go to a meetup or if you actually get involved in like the community, there's people from wildly different uh, political backgrounds and. Oh, absolutely. There um, really are. There's a there's a lot of diversity mm-hmm. within the community, really. And and even a lot more nuanced views from people who, you know, like there's there's not as many people that are just like a, on a party train, you know, and just like a one party sure. kind of mindset. Uh there are you know, like classic conservatives and there are like classic liberals and there are other people that are kind of more set out, but I, I would say the a great majority of uh, the no agenda community is kind of like uh, sort of politically homeless in a way. You know, they're just kind of they have very nuanced <laughs> views. That and, is perfect. I'm using that. I'm stealing that from you. <laughs> there you go. Politically homeless. Yeah. I have not really known how to describe my myself that way for decades. I am politically homeless. It's like you just don't know. How, you don't have a place to lay your head. You know, like. This isn't I my really house. Don't. I've I've tried a lot uh, of houses, you know. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I've never really found one that's like, oh, this is the unaffiliated day. is really the best I can come up with, right. and even that sounds kind of fucked up. I know <laughs> it's right? not really right. It's like, wait, why am I voting again? I'm not even affiliated. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Precisely, man. but you, I, I don't know about you. I I can't not vote, and maybe part I've of that's never upbringing. Been able to not vote, yeah, but I have to vote. That's, that's the wild thing. Like the older I get, so I have got a few friends who, uh, including the last bud that we talked to TJ, uh, he's one of these guys. Uh, I have a few friends who are just like, they don't vote on principle because they believe that voting is consenting to the whole thing existing in the first place. Mm -hmm. And I respect that. And I never could like, for me, I've always voted in every election ever since I was eligible. But yep, I always respected that view. Like I never. Most people are like, "Oh, you're doing bad," and basically, you're 
uh, voting against me by not voting or some kind of mental gymnastics shit people do, right? Like, they try to tell you that, oh, because you vote this way, you're actually voting this way. When, like, for instance, if you're supporting third-party candidates, you always get told, oh, you're voting for the guy I hate, you know? And so I've been told that... Yeah, uh, both sides. I've been, I was told that mm. I voted for Trump and I voted for Clinton when I voted for Gary Johnson, you know? <laughs> and it's like, no, I've just voted for Gary Johnson, but... Um, yeah, I don't tell people who I vote for. That's why they call it a sacred vote, right? I I voted over the years, and I, I don't know. That just like he's more appealing to me over time. Like the whole like now I'm I'm not playing anymore kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't really decided because it's like every time it comes in, I always go in there and, and, and punch something in, you know. But I wish Jesse Ventura was still in the ring. Yeah, it was a fun guy. I liked him. I really do. You know who else I liked was Trey Gowdy because yeah. he Rowdy Gowdy. Well, Rowdy Gowdy because he I I really loved the way that he called out the IRS. Yeah. for spending other people's money on their junkets and I loved when he said, "Mom, this doesn't mean that I'm in favor of marijuana, but uh, why is cocaine a schedule two and cannabis is a schedule one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotta yeah. love that. The scheduling thing is so wrecked. Yeah. Everything well, is just I, a- I would use a I would use an R word, but it's probably politically incorrect. <laughs> Don't do it. No. <laughs> um. Well, it rhymes with we warded. I know you're half retarded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ventura went off the rails Boobery says in the chat that's, the, that's another thing too about these guys That you rally behind is like It seems they just fall off of this Unicycle one way or another Like uh, Gary Johnson I feel the same way about you know he had like a great Track record in New Mexico uh, As a Republican governor In a Democratic state and Used the shit out of the line item veto And like really was a guy who just yeah, which I like the guy who just shredded shredded fat out of bills all the time, you know, and just cut down things to only the purely necessary stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he just kind of I don't know when he went on the national scene, he just kind of coasted, you know, and he was just like he gave like some incredibly goofy interviews and was not taken seriously and sort of he really did he he didn't he did not present himself well as a national candidate. It was it was very goofy, you know. It was like a it was yeah. a little disheartening to be like a, a gay J guy because uh-huh. it's like. I don't know, like how it's like, like what is Aleppo again? Everybody's like pointing. Oh, you gotta at him tell like, me what Aleppo is. Hey, whose man's yeah. is this? Like is this guy running for president <laughs> or what? And it's like, well, yeah, we're looking for the other two clowns. Like, it's not like you know, it's, it's not like I regret who I picked, but it's also there's also this whole thing of like, well, it, that's another problem of voting. It's like you almost have this guy that you pick, and then like what they do reflects on you somehow in this like weird spiritual sense or social social sense to where you're like like I just I don't have anybody who actually represents me whose name is on a ticket that I can punch like it's just never happened and it will probably never happen so you have to kind of like make do with the best you can and there's always this big gap you know it's like what do I do about this gap between where this guy is and where I would like things to be yeah, I guess you could run yourself. I guess. I, Sir I, Spencer uh, for president. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please, no, uh, no. 
Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, Dame DeLorean for president. You can be first man. Please. First gentleman. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, no. We are a hot country. I won't last a day. <laughs> uh, Make Heroism says, isn't everything kind of retarded? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think under the uh, from the right perspective. I mean, you just look at like atomic structures. Uh, I should structures. be in the chat room, and I'm not. I'm Everything, sorry. yeah. Everything's made up of atoms that are vibrating, and they're not really there. And, uh, yes, it's all very retarded. Well, <laughs> that's that's the theory, anyway. Yeah. I mean, hey, hey man, I heard it gonna... from a scientist who knows stuff and things, so <laughs> it must be true. It must be absolutely. Well, correct. the thing is, is it's human nature to find some kind of theory. We we want some sort of explanation, right? I think so. Yeah, we have to have a reason for things, and we, the, I don't know. People just feel this anxiety when they don't know, and so they have to pretend they know or cite somebody who knows, or they have to be like, "This is the way it is," and I understand it now. Yeah, I don't know. Are is some of the most difficult utterance in the world. I know that I'm sorry is is something that has been claimed to be the hardest words, but I don't know is, I think, harder. I, like, uh, when it comes to the things I don't know, it's literally almost everything possible. <laughs> That's like, what I was going to say. The little sliver of what I do know, uh, you know, it, it, it's some things, but then when you compare it with what I don't know, it just goes away. It's like... uh a speck of sand on all the beaches in the in the world. Well, that's quite Socratic of you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the more the more I learn, the more I feel like it becomes clear. Like holy shit! And that's what Socrates said. Yeah. He, like, he, I, I don't have the quote in front of me or in my head, unfortunately. But that's that's what it's about. It's like the the more I know, the more I know I don't know. Yeah, 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 exactly. Socrates. <laughs> Socrates. <laughs> Socrates. Yeah, that was from uh Be no not Beavisum. <laughs> what am I thinking? Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. Yeah. Bill and Ted. Excellent. Excellent. Sixty nine. Sixty nine. Sixty nine, dude. Oh man. We did get yeah. a couple boosts. One from Booberry. Who boosted sixty nine sixty nine and said, <laughs> "My life for the party, P A R T Y, because I got." I'm sure that's a song that I'm not singing because I don't get the reference. My life oh, for the party. Oh, me neither. Uh, I I don't um, I don't know any Kesha. You'll have to run it by me again. <laughs> and then oh, is that Kesha? I, I don't know. I'm okay. just making something up. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kesha's on my exercise list. It seems like, a, but some kind of really old Kesha. I don't know. I'm shaking my ass like it should be some Kesha or Miley Cyrus or something. <laughs> some I think that any time a lyric says party, that's where I go for some reason. All right, I need the visual. You got to send a video. I don't know what it says about Oh, of uh, shaking my ass. Yeah. <laughs> Here it comes. I want to lay it on you, bro. Uh <laughs> 3333 also from NetNed who uh says I'm kind of retarded. Well, you fit right in then, NetNet. Yep. <laughs> You're in good company. We're all a little bit touched around here. What can we say? What can we say? We're doing the best we can with what God gave us, you know? <laughs> uh, just like this next bowler. You want to hear a voicemail? We Ooh, did, yeah. We did get one voicemail hot and fresh. 
Let me lay it on you. I want to lay it on you, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Bo with Buds on a Friday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sir Spencer, Mandalorian, Vox. I mean, come on. What else? Hey. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. Howdy, 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 howdy. Uh, yes, I know too much about the Vox. Uh, started listening to the podcast a little while ago and, uh, enjoyed it and some different viewpoints and, uh, thoughts and whatnot. As podcasts go, you know, kind of diving into different things. And so I enjoy it. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I'll probably be, you'll probably get asked it anyway by, by one of the other, uh, people that are there with you right now. But, uh, you know, how'd you get into no agenda? Blah, 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 blah. You know, that kind of sort of stuff. But, uh, yeah. Hey, tell. You guys enjoy your day, enjoy your show. I shall enjoy it. I don't know. On, uh, maybe tomorrow, but might be like a Monday thing. We'll see. Still catching up a little bit from, uh, from some, uh, from Christmas, actually. Okay. And then yada, 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 and whatnot. So, uh, for just podcasts in general. So, but I think I'm almost caught up. So. All right, well, that's that. Love you guys. Stay dangerous, and you you, you know what to do. You know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, oh well, thank you, thank you so much. Um, I I appreciate that you've uh, given us a listen, and um, I hope you enjoy thinking along because thinking is one of my favorite things, and. That's kind of why I'm into No Agenda is because of thinking instead of um, instead of repeating narrative. Yeah, it's it's because it, it really what what it's not what brought me into No Agenda, but what keeps me there is the value for value model yeah. and the idea that there is no. There, nobody is beholden to anyone for a narrative. Nobody there has to say anything that they don't truly believe. Right. And the honesty is paramount. Absolutely. It really is. It, 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 that's, that's what makes me a, a no agenda lover and forever. Um, I'm proud to be a dame. And totally. I will bring as many people to the round table as I possibly can because I I just I appreciate so much that that honesty that comes with um with not having to kiss anybody's ass ever. Yeah, that's the great it's both sides of the spectrum because there's nothing that they're forced to say, but there's also nothing that they're not allowed to say. That they're not allowed to say. Exactly. So you have like I don't know. It's it's just more authentic because it's like a direct result, more authentic. Absolutely, and that's that's what makes me a believer. And I'm staying. I'm finishing my coffee. Ah, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna sip my Modella. Oh, there you go, Modelo. Mm. That's the stay thirsty friends guy, right? Oh, Modelo. Yeah, you're correct. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, they don't have that in Alaska. <laughs> On the other hand, they don't have a decent um, IPA here, so yeah. uh, sure, that makes sense, I suppose. That makes sense. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, well, you know what? They do mix a hell of a margarita. 
I I can imagine. You have some local yeah. margaritas down there? Oh yes. Oh yes. The the bartender now he's he's got my number. <laughs> <laughs> he knows who to call. Oh yes, he does. And and he even he's been uh throwing in a little bit of habanero too, so it's got a little bit of bite. Nice. Ooh. Yeah, it's very nice. Well, have you ever had like a, I, I know for a while, I don't know if it's still a thing, but they would make strawberry daiquiris and throw a jalapeno in there. I don't think I've had I it with not, a jalapeno. Yeah, I've not tried that. Well, the the sweet and hot together is just like, it's this, it's hot sex for your taste buds. It's wonderful. Ooh. So... <laughs> so the um yeah I, and i was talking to the bartender about that he speaks a little english i i speak less spanish but i have a translator on my phone okay. so we were kind of talking through the translator on the phone and i was telling him about that and he went in and sliced off a piece of habanero he gave threw in maybe i don't know it wasn't a whole lot maybe a quarter of one okay you know just enough to really give it a, a little bit of snap and in there with the with the tequila and the uh, orange liqueur, I don't know which one he used, but he, he's been mixing them up on me. He's been mixing up the brands of tequila and, sure. and the brands of, of orange liqueurs and stuff. Little and this, little that. Just, mm-hmm. But I, I really liked the habanero in there, so that was zippy. Hell yeah. I like that. I like the spicy drinks, man. I like I'm a, little, a chili head. A I like pretty much everything spicy. Get a good spice if you going can in. Put uh, spice in it. I want it. One of those mules, like anything with a uh, anything with a ginger beer action going on. Oof. Ooh, yes. It's a nice one too. Well, I like really strong flavors. It sounds like you do too. I do. Yeah, I do. I know there are some people that really just do not appreciate anything that's that's very. I don't know, pungent? Yeah. It's good, Is that the right word? That's that's like usually my dad club. Like he likes vanilla ice cream, but not vanilla bean, just vanilla, you know? <laughs> just, right. Just real, just have a, I say people have a mild palate. Yeah. When they are. That sounds like so, a good way to put it. Well, it's kind. I mean, you don't want to call them pussies right in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, some people say I'm well, rooting. unless they piss you off, in which case, yeah. you know, go ahead. But some people say like I ruin the steaks when I like season them, like I like them, you know. But I'm like, dude. Well, I don't mind a steak as if it's grilled with only salt and pepper, but I'm going to dip it in some hot sauce or have go. it with a slice of or have it with a slice of of some nice spicy chili. I like. I'm a chili head. I really do. Anything that you can chili, I want to chili up. Yeah, Lori. I was think just it saying, might be a. Uh, we need to get like a family chili recipe. Like we need to come up with one, yes. so that it can be like established and passed down. Oh, you're not talking. Okay, when I say chili, I mean pepper. Sure. You're talking about chili the dish, right? Right. Yeah. The the stew, right? I okay. Mean, when I say I'm a chili head, I mean I'm a I'm, I'm a hot pepper head. I see. Yeah, I like hot peppers. That makes sense. So Fletcher yeah. is a lover of hot peppers. We fed him our Carolina Reapers when we went down there and met him. 
You have Carolina Reapers. We just had them. Uh, where did we get those? Uh, boys grow. That's right, boys. So like the there's this local farm uh, boys program here, and uh, I'm friends with a um, couple of guys that run it, and so they gave us a bunch of produce, and some of them were like these Carolina Reapers that they grew out there. So, um, I am not as much of a hot pepper connoisseur, and it's I, I don't know I. Um, I sh- I didn't even try the Carolina Reapers, uh, and I knew F- uh, Fletcher was like a fiend for the great hot peppers, and so I was like, "Here, try these." <laughs> After we were oh, already we have something stony baloney, and then he was like, "Those peppers like had me tripping balls." <laughs> <laughs> well, they do. I, I, you're not even you're not even lying when you say that. Part of it is that you have this the. the you know, your body produces its own, uh, what is it called? In, indo, indo something. It's like, uh, it's, it's like your body produces its own opiate. Okay. It's not really an opiate because opiates have to come from poppies, but this is a, it's a, your body produces its own painkiller. That's yeah. very strong. Right. And so when you eat hot chilies, it creates that same response in your body, even though the chili itself doesn't actually hurt you. You know, it doesn't really burn you. It just feels like it burns. So it causes your brain to release these um, endorphins. That's the word. Oh, sure. Yeah. Right. Like so it causes in- endocrine the endocrine system. Right. So it's endo is like inside and then fiend, like morphine. It's sure. an endorphin. Sure. Right. I got so, you. so when you, but it's not like, I mean, you're going to release endorphins anytime you get hurt. I mean, you smash your thumb with a hammer, yep. you're going to release endorphins, but that thumb is going to, going to like fuck your life up for a month, right? right? Whereas you eat these hot chilies and it releases the same endorphins, but you're not it doesn't really hurt you. There is no damage. actual. Right. No damage sense. is actually occurring. And so people who have kind of an addiction to these endorphins enjoy the the chilies like mo hotta mo betta i gotcha that makes sense yeah makes total sense i love a good bite of a something like way beyond my comfort level and i just sweat it out that's something that's like always fun but i'm not like uh <laughs> I'm not always chasing or seeking that. Like every, it'll come along every certain once in a while, and it'll be good. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's like no, acid. I get it. What I'm trying to say is peppers are like acid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, peppers come along way more often than acid for me. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. No shit. <laughs> that shit's a lot of work. I really don't need to be tripping balls as awesome as, as often as I like to eat hot chilies. You know, I didn't like hot chilies. Like I hated them. And I used to say, why would people eat food that hurts? That was my like mantra. Like, right. no, I don't want hot chilies on anything. And then I got pregnant. Oh, everything changes. And then I said, yeah, it was dumb. I started craving these 
chilies that I had never wanted before. Like for no reason, my mind says, you want to eat jalapenos. And I know jalapenos aren't very hot, but for me at the time, who had, uh, someone who had never eaten anything hot before, yep. I would, that was, that was weird. Like, why am I all of a sudden out of the blue craving jalapenos? And you know, what's even dumber. I craved them with, and please don't, puke on your shoes or anything okay but i craved them with bananas interesting i wanted i wanted the jalapenos and the bananas together and and sweet and spicy at the time i thought it was fabulous yeah it really is you know what i like pizza here's going to be another controversial subject Uh i like pizza pizza with um, pineapples, but only if it also has jalapenos. Okay. Oh, that's a good balance. I, I like can dig that. Yes. Yes, it is. But yeah, I didn't like them until I was pregnant. And you know what's kind of weird is that kid popped out <laughs> eating salsa. She liked salsa even as a little kid. Most kids won't eat anything spicy. She liked it. Yeah. She got hold of my tacos and and I was like, N- I, I was afraid. I was like, oh no, poor baby, poor baby. And she's just like munching it up like what? Nice. <laughs> we had the kids on a few spicy things young, didn't we? Yeah, they're adventurous, which is nice. But it's w- funny that you say that because my first pregnancy was what got me into eating anything spicy at all. I was very bland in the diet before really? that. Yeah. Yep, and it was started with jalapenos, and I was like, ooh, little kick, little jalapeno, that's awesome. Uh-huh. But uh, I haven't gone super adventurous. I was trying to remember the type of pepper that we got in the same harvest with those, uh, the ghost peppers. Was it ghost pepper? We had some ooh, habaneros ghost peppers for hot sure. As hell. Yeah, and I <laughs> mixed them. I don't them. think we had ghosts. But I think that the 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 habaneros were well. Habaneros are pretty, you know. They're they're not they're not wussy. No, yeah, for sure. They're they're pretty. Whatever it is, they got a kick. Yeah, it it wasn't a habanero. It was something different. And I accidentally put it into the spaghetti sauce, and oh my, my whole face was running. Maybe that's why I thought it was a ghost. I think you're right, actually. Because it was like, you you were like, I'm just going to do a little bit, just experiment. And it was like, Throughout so the whole thing, just like <laughs> my nose did not stop running. Yeah. Like I was just dabbing my face the whole dinner, but it was awesome. And you couldn't stop eating it anyway, yeah. huh? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we were sitting there like crying and snot running out our face, being like, "This is good. It's still good. Like it's, still, it's pretty good. It's still hot, you know." Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, I, I testify. <laughs> I, I give you a witness. Cleaned I'm your face same. out real nice. If you ever find mm-hmm. yourself in Kansas City, we'll have to take you to Spice and Foods. Yeah. Oh, my. They've you know, it. I do go to KC now and then. So don't invite me if you don't mean it, because oh. I will take you up on it if I end Please up there. Do, yeah. yeah, we mean it. <laughs> we'll take you to the, the, uh, the Spice Source. Yeah, the Source is what they call their hottest hot sauce and they'll let you try it for free if you sign a waiver (laughs) (laughs) it's ridiculous i've never done it are you serious you have to sign a waiver you don't have to sign a waiver to get a vax but you have to sign a waiver to eat the the hot sauce that's right oh my (laughs) okay okay i'm down yeah yeah just let us know whenever you're around 
Okay, well, I was, I'll uh, do that. It happens. That's what's up. I was interested. We we ask a lot of buds their origin story when it comes to weed because I feel like it's always really diverse and interesting to hear like different it's always so across the spectrum and surprising sometimes how how people discover weed and like usually you hear about it first and then you actually see and try it later on. And so I was just interested how that uh, all went about like when you were a kid, was it like, oh, this is this bad thing that's going to make you stupid or that's going to like ruin your life? Mm-hmm. And then... Sure was. Yeah. You, you, you ready for this story? I'm ready. All right. I'm buckled in. So, uh, yeah. Um, Deep South, highly religious parents. Um, I, I, I mean, you know, speaking in tongues and laying hands on and, you know falling down from the laying hands on kind of highly religious parents. Okay. Right. So think Westboro Baptist church meets snake charmers. Kind okay. Of. Okay. So it's, it, this is some intense religious shit. Sure. And, uh, yeah. So all drugs were, very, very highly, uh, you know, no allowed. Sure. Except that my dad drank beer and smoked cigarettes, so that was okay. Oh, nice. Huh. <laughs> it's because nicotine frees your mind. Uh, Tucker Carlson told us. And, well, and apparently, sure, and apparently beer does too. I don't know. Because <laughs> <I guess so. laughs> so, so that's how that was when I was was a kid, and. I, I, you know, I mean, you weren't supposed to masturbate either. And I really, I <laughs> followed, I'm sorry. I was, I was, a, I, I, I played along for years and years. I wasn't even a playing along. I even, I, I even, I think that when I was really young, I believed it all. Sure. And then, you know, somewhere around the age of enlightenment, you know, 10, 11, 12, something like that, mm -hmm. I really started questioning everything. And drugs were one of the things I questioned, but it was also something that I stayed away from because at that point I was fearful. Sure. So I didn't try cannabis until I was... Oh, okay. So I went to a party when I was 15 and I got super drunk because I was dating this guy that was a, he was a Spanish foreign exchange student and he had brought this wine back from Spain that his father made, his father owned a vineyard oh, nice. and had brought this wine back. Okay. And I was so super trash from the wine that I didn't even feel the weed. Damn, like yeah, I, sure. I, I smoked my first joint that day, but I didn't even feel it. And so I thought, eh, it doesn't do anything for me. And I had heard other people say that, eh, it doesn't do anything for me. And I thought I was one of those people. So I never tried it again gotcha. for two years, right? Yeah. And then one day I was at work and I was working at McDonald's because, you know, a lot of teenagers work at McDonald's. And I was on break and there was another guy that was on break there and he was smoking a dube and he handed me the dube and I was like, yeah, oh, shit, I'll just do it to be sociable because it doesn't do anything for me anyway, right? And I, I took a hit or two off the dube and 
time disappeared, space moved in and out. I was, I had to go home. Dang. I had to go home. <laughs> I got so fucking high. And this is off like two hits. Yep. So I don't know if it was that super incredible weed. I mean, he was from the Caribbean. He was, you know. Super cool guy, black guy from Caribbean had Caribbean weed apparently because it went dead. But, but still, um, so that's that was the first time that I felt it, and that was scary too because it was too much. So again, I didn't do it for another couple of years, right? And then I'm 19, and. Uh, sitting around in the apartment complex uh, common area around the pool. And there's a guy there that he was, he was, um, he had lost a leg. So he he was right. And, and had, so he, he used weed for medical pain relief stuff. Right. Sure. And um, passed me a dube and, I very carefully took a little bit and that was just right. Like, so it's like the three bears story at first it nothing and then too much and then just right. So, and at that point I started being a believer. Nice. Within a couple of years, I was a grower and an activist beautiful it's funny how fast it happens right yeah i don't know for me i like found pot and i was like holy shit (laughs) like that was the first time i was really like oh they've been bullshitting us the whole time about everything you know um (laughs) yeah the year before that i had done a paper on jfk and so i kind of had like my babies first oh wow that didn't turn out like i expected like i i didn't really care in school i was always just naturally good at testing and stuff and so like i never really put much effort in it always bored the shit out of me and so Mm. in ap english we had this uh we had to learn how to write a proper paper you know the chicago style citations and all that and there was just a list of topics to do uh your research on and it was basically to like research and come to a conclusion on some uh, historical or interesting topic. And then they had like 40 suggestions of what you could pick. Like you could pick one of these or come up with your own. And I picked the very first one on the list because I was so low effort at the time in school. And it, the first one was the JFK assassination. I was always like, oh yeah, I've always heard about it, seen it on money and shit, you know, seen JFK on money. And you're always like, oh yeah, he's one of the guys who got shot. And then I just did some research, read some books uh, like watched all I could find on it. I watched the original Zapruder film and I was like, Oh, Holy fuck. Definitely. Wasn't just Lee Harvey. Like one guy that was like my conclusion in the paper, you know? Yeah. What kind of grade did you get on that? Not a great one. (laughs) (laughs) I don't imagine you would. Yeah, Not a great one. I was just like, no, I just read everything I could find on it. And it seems like there's more going on than just that. And, uh, I don't know. I think, Part of it was just poor editing, but uh, also part of it was like, oh, that's not what you're supposed to 
Right. It you, wasn't really... you stepped outside the narrative. How dare you? That was my first whiff of it, you know? I never really like felt offended by the reveal on that. I was more like surprised. I was like a naive kid who was like, oh, interesting. Like, I don't think it was just the one guy like they say officially, you know? But I didn't like... I didn't let that jump to any other conclusions of anything else, you know? It wasn't until I smoked weed that I was like, oh, fuck, they're, like, full of shit about everything, aren't they? Uh-huh. Yeah, that, well, I, I I think we have that in common. I think that I really, once I once I took to the, to the herb, I realized how shitty Anslinger and all of his... Uh, everybody after him was how yeah. they how they the the psyop totally well they just and needed everything a... is not okay not absolutely everything but there's so much that is really just it's it's hidden or lied about or yeah it's just i know it's it's crazy how carefully the narrative is controlled even like down through the generations, you know? But cannabis really will kind of set that free in you, which is probably why there is still, even at this late date, when everybody knows that there's nothing dangerous about it, or at least not as dangerous as stuff they sell every day. Right. You know, I mean, they sell alcohol every day. They sell freaking uh, oxys every day. Yep. yep. But Tylenol but and caffeine are still... also both, you know, more, mm-hmm. more dangerous. In terms but, of like actual risk you're at. Sure, sure. But now now cannabis is is it's still demonized. Yeah. And that's it's because they don't want your mind opened. It does open your mind. I and agree. They with don't that. want that. I agree with that. I know that was that was why I was so flummoxed on that. Uh, Tucker Carlson bit, man. I I showed my friend that today when we were meeting because I was just like, oh, which one? Uh, he just was he was railing on uh, menthol cigarettes being banned, you know, which is like okay, like I don't like that either. I don't support yeah, the banning of yeah. anything. Let but then he tried to say he tried to say that they love THC and they hate nicotine because nicotine frees your mind and THC makes you like complacent and compliant and obedient. And I'm like, really? I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, bro. You gotta send me this link after the, after the podcast. Cause okay. I, I missed this hilarious one. hilarious to watch. It, I think it was just in the past week. Uh, Tucker's yep. always a little hilarious. Isn't he? He's just off the rails, man. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> who's the they I that agree loves with a lot of what he says, but the way he says it, man. Sure. No, uh, he's always got some good pepper points, uh, but this one was just so out of like left field, you know, it's like, who, who is the they that loves THC that's pushing it? Like THC, if you try to buy legal in most places, it'll be Delta eight or Delta 10 specifically because of how demonized THC is that you got a loophole around it just to get it, you know? Mm -hmm. And and the hemp bill is okay, but the th like the THC is the part they try to get out of everything. It's like the biggest enemy. So for him to pretend that like it's this thing they're trying to push while they're choking back tobacco, I was like, there's nothing even there's not even a a parallel to draw here. The menthol yeah, there's ba- nothing remotely true about that. The menthol ban literally has nothing to do with weed in any way. 
it's its own thing that they're just trying to you know they they're trying to hack back at that any way they can the 21 age roll up the banning all flavors and all that stuff well cigarettes are really devastating they're ba- i smoked cigarettes for a while and i i'll tell you man there's nothing that fucks your nothing not even not even alcohol and alcohol's bad but tobacco will really i mean i don't know about you it wrecks it wrecks me it makes me feel like shit it i can't breathe as well i can't exercise as well i can't uh it, i get sick easier oh damn it's just yeah it's i don't know i'm eh. yeah for Smoking me i've always is, been on and off on it you know yeah sometimes well, i'm on and sometimes i'm off but, I've kind of uh, been off and on, but every time I've had a good reason to quit, like, okay, so I was a singer for a while. That's the other reason I was Vox, not oh, because, sure, that makes just sense. because of, yeah, I, I was also a singer. And anytime I got a gig and I could sing, I had to lay off the nicotine or, or the cigarettes anyway. Sure. They didn't have, but they didn't have patches and stuff back then. But um, because... If you're going to push that kind of air out of your lungs, you have to be able to fill them up. Sure. You know? Totally. So um, so I would stop for that. Of course, every pregnancy I stopped sure. immediately because there's just something, something visceral in you that happens when you know that there's a baby in there and yeah. you're just like, uh-uh, none, zero. Like, not an aspirin, nothing. So... Totally. But, um, but yeah, I, I, th- I think, or at least, no, not just think, I will say this in my experience, tobacco, not necessarily nicotine because, you know, you could probably eat the candies or chew the gum yeah. and, and be all right. But tobacco, inhaling the tobacco and I don't even know about the the like chew and stuff. Maybe that's all right. I've never gotten into that. You know, I'm a girl. Girls don't really spit. <laughs> but I've seen I've seen many girls spit. But um, you're right. I've it's seen not it, few. but it's not. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's it's Got not some, popular. Some good old girls, man. Oh, <laughs> well, they are. But they, but but, <laughs> but cigarettes. Sure. particularly seem to be worse for my health than any shitty thing I've ever done for my health. And I've, I've done a few shitty things. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm no stranger to experimenting around, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. not an addict of anything, sure. but I've, I've tried a bunch of shit and cigarettes are the worst. Even the occasional cigar is nice, though. Sure, right? If yeah, you can get definitely. a really good, I there's this one that I got. It was called a Tueros, and it was from Canada, but it was only from Canada because Canada could import cigars from Cuba when the United States can't. Mm. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, sure. You know, we've got the embargo; they don't. So it's it's a Canadian cigar, but uh, it was so good. So good. Uh, and uh Justin Castro has the hookup up there in mm-hmm. Canada. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sure I could get all of the all the good Canadian cigars I wanted from 
from him. (laughs) (laughs) If I could stand his company for long enough to ask. See, I, I have also dabbled many different weird and wonderful places on and off, and mostly when I was younger, but... The old, I've only had withdrawal symptoms from one thing ever in my life. It was ta- oh, do tell. It was Taco Bell food. Ah! <laughs> I worked there. I worked there between in the summer between my freshman and sophomore year of college. I worked at Taco Bell and stayed in town. Like most of my friends went back to whatever towns they were from and stayed with their parents for that summer, and then came back to live in the dorms. I sublet an apartment. Uh, in the college town for those three summer months, worked at Taco Bell, was pretty much just eating Taco Bell, like two meals a day, um, just just for the money's sake, just like saving as much money, not spending nothing. And we could have, mm-hmm. we could pretty much have whatever we want when we were in there, you know? So you just make yourself something off the line. And then I went to uh, visit my girlfriend for a little while, uh, who lived in like the Dallas area at the time. And so I was down there and I didn't have any Taco Bell and I got the fucking sweats, the cold shivers, the shits, like, like two no days way. of diarrhea, like the whole everything of like everything you see in like, uh, wow. people who are like you're coming off of or heroin like, or something yeah. or like delirious, delirium trimmings. Like I didn't see shit, but everything else, like the sweats and the vomiting and the shitting yourself and all of that. It was nuts. Oh my! It was nuts. So yeah, yeah I never, that's uh, I never. That's pretty fascinating. Twice a day, eat uh, Taco Bell food anymore. <laughs> but if I see the commercial and it's got the meat and the cheese in there, <laughs> I, I still want it right when I see it for sure. Like the itch comes back. Ah, you know? uh, yeah. It's fucking nuts, man. It's nuts. That's the only thing I've uh, ever like physically withdrawn from. And even like sometimes I have cigarettes and sometimes I want to quit. Like if you if you take it like the religious level of like quitting, I've probably quit smoking like a dozen times, you know, and for well, for various different periods too. Sometimes for years, sometimes for months, sometimes for a reason, sometimes for no reason at all. Just like meh, right? Like I'm done, and I've never had like any kind of problem any time. But I've had a lot of friends who have been like, oh, I can't, or I want to, and I can't, or like. And I've never been like that. Like every time I want to, I just do it. Yeah, you just do it. Yeah. Right. Which is nice. Well, I, I don't know. I, don't, I think like, that might be a personality trait, honestly, it, it, more than just like the physical addiction might be the same, but there's like a personality trait in some people that makes it so that we just say, no, I'm done with that and we're done. Could be. You know, um, whereas other people will say, and I've, I've heard that. I, good people that are you know responsible and and you know have these otherwise wonderful characteristics but they they use the words i can't and right, yeah. who am i to who am i to say that i don't believe them sure. maybe they really can't i don't know well once they s- once they assert it then that's definitely true but, sure uh, there's always that sure. part of me too that wonders like all right well if you just at least stop saying that and keep trying. Like, how far do you think you could right. get? You know? What would you do? What What would happen if you just said, I won't? Right. You know? Yeah. Well, I don't know. But it, again, that's a, a, a personality trait. That's mental. That's not... Definitely. Physical. 
Yeah, I see your point there. So, uh, we just had 420 Sats slap us, by the way, from uh, Podverse Ooh. Eastside Tony. He said he's uh, smoking a bowl to decompress and let go of all of the bullshit. Cheers, y'all. Oh, cheers. Cheers to cheers, you. Cheers, cheers. Eastside ah, Tony. Must Appreciate have you. another sip now. There you go. <laughs> Booberry mm. posted that uh, boost reference in the chat. Oh, you're right. I saw that. I should have known. It's from the mask, of course. The P A R T Y scene, you know. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I saw that it's years and years and years time. ago. P-A-R-T-Y? Don't remember much of it. Why? But yeah. Because I gotta. Yeah. Oh, P A R T Y. I hear somebody is. Somebody uh, is getting active. Oh, yeah. Wants to participate. That's right. Sammy's chiming in, man. Uh, oh, well, hey, baby podcaster. That's Get right. on it. <laughs> He's starting early. That's pretty much all mm-hmm. it is. Uh, just kind of making noises toward a microphone, uh, which, wow, we've been doing for almost two hours, actually. Uh, we cool. have. Is is this the, the uh, normal... I, I, it is. It's, what's it's, your? We usually f- f- go right between you know ninety and one twenty, like uh, an hour and okay. a half to two hours, which is perfect. It's like this is always how it happens. We get in here, and uh, we're not even looking at the time or the clock, and then all of a sudden, it, like and it feels boom. like a blink, and it's there. You know, just been so much fun though. It has. It's been great talking. Time to you. flies. Time flies when you're in the bowl with your buds. It's true. It really is. Well, gracias, and in the bowl, and um, next time. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for joining us. And uh, by the way, bowlers, you can find uh, Vox's show. Do you want to plug a specific place or uh, follows on, on uh, NA Social? Just NA Social or com. There we go. ComplexCandor.com. Check it out. And uh, this show, by the way, boost going to Vox. So, popping a lot of cherries tonight, huh? <laughs> and thank you all so much. Absolutely. I appreciate you. And thanks, Bowlers, for hanging out with us. We'll be back at it on Tuesday night, just like always. Uh, same times and stations. I'll be there. There you go. Box will be hanging out in the in the bowl, which you can join our little IRC channel there. Uh, but until then, you know I will always remain Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. I'll be Dame DeLorean. And I will always be the illustrious Vox. Until next time, bowlers. May your bowls burn ever brighter. Bowl after bowl until he's sick. None of this is good. <laughs> You're trying to fuck with us. Oh. Vagina. We oh. need babies. But that's why I voted for Obama. We can legalize weed. Oh man, that looks like pot. Do you smoke pot? Yep. That's pot, all right. Dope smoking. Lots of weed. Dope, 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 smoking. Puff, puff, pass. Puff, puff, pass. She is stoned. I, I like the pot much better.
bowlafterbowl.com. 